Hello, welcome back. This is Moses Gumadi and uh, we are studying this topic of Be Ye Transformed. And uh, the fourth lesson we are in at the moment is titled Transformation by the Renewing of Mind. Looking at what we've covered so far very quickly, in the first lesson we looked at what is God's purpose, why am I here? And we said it is to love the Lord, to build our character, to serve the Lord, to grow in his knowledge, to perform good works and essentially to become like Jesus, to be transformed or to be conformed to the image of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. The second lesson um, we looked at, in the second lesson we looked at obstacles to the service of the Lord. Ignorance, external observances, false priorities, fleshy lusts, Sin nature and Satan are the reasons or the obstacles that we have looked at. And we, we said that sin nature is at the center of all these things. And even Satan works through the sin nature of man, uh, whether yourself and whether myself or through others. In the third lesson, we looked at the work of Christ. What is the meaning of the cross of Christ? And as such, we studied these three things in that lesson, that there are two natures in man and that man is in bondage under sin, under his sin nature. And that sin as such was condemned on the cross. Christ uh, bore it on the cross. Uh, as a serpent was lifted up, so was the Son of Man lifted up. And so... What we have concluded in the last lesson then is that our sin nature is represented by Nabal, but there is a good nature God has given to us, which is represented by Abigail. And an unsaved man is represented by this marriage between Abigail and Nabal, where Abigail is under bondage under Nabal. Abigail means, of course, my father's joy and Nabal means fool. David, of course, is outside. In the in case of a saved person, a person who is transformed by the Lord Jesus Christ, David representing Christ, Abigail is married to David and Nabal, our old man, a collective old man, is crucified with Christ on the cross. And so we count him as dead. He may be still present physically at the moment until we are fully transformed. When Christ appears, he will transform us. But until such a point, um, Nabal is there, but we have to count him as dead through the power of the Spirit, which we will talk about that. How can we do it and how can we be transformed? So this is the difference between unsaved and saved. Now looking this is slightly different perspective. The unsaved, the combination of evil and good, you can see, corresponds to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Whereas in case of a saved person, it's the tree of life that we are connected to, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where the life comes from. This is why the unbeliever is alienated from the life of God, operating only on the basis of the knowledge of good and evil. But then as believers, we are connected to the tree of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. So then we begin our topic, transformation by the renewing of mind.
This phrase comes from the book of Romans chapter 12. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Both the series, Be Ye Transformed, as well as this particular lesson, obviously, they're all connected. They come from the book of Romans chapter 12. So I want to tell you three things in this lesson. Three things. First, what is the origin of Abigail or the good nature within everybody? That, that includes unbelievers. Now, there are many Christians, as I pointed out in my last lesson, who believe that there is no, no such a good thing at all in the unbelievers. Everything is bad 100%. Well, that is true if you talk about Nabal, but you need to understand that there is a good element as well, which people tend to ignore. And obviously, they base their theology on the scriptures. And we have many scriptures which are true, and we must believe them. And this is what it says. In fact, the Lord Jesus, uh, the, the Lord himself, Lord God, he said in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Only evil continually. Well, that is true. But here, the Lord is describing the Nabal, Nabal part. And Nabal is evil, and he has totally subdued Abigail. That's the point. Jeremiah 17, 19. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So, heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? True. Again, this is a description of Nabal. Because we see in Matthew's, Matthew, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12, verse 35, the Lord Jesus Christ saying, A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So there is such a thing as good, a little bit, somewhere hidden deep down inside, because a man is created in the image of God. We will come to that. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 2, verse 2, it says, A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart is at his left. So he's showing the dichotomy of the heart. Dichotomy of the heart. That's the point. It is wicked. But there, 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 there is an element which needs to be uh, looked at, which is Abigail. Abigail is wise. Nabal is fool. Wise man's heart. Abigail is wise. Fool's heart, fool is Nabal. Okay. Why, what is the origin of Abigail is the question. We read in Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So this breath that has come out from God has entered into man. Okay, this is, you can say it's like a substance. It is something that came out of the Lord, breathed into his nostrils. The neshama in Hebrew, neshama. Job 33 verse 4, The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. The breath, the neshama of the Almighty hath given me chaya, life. 
In Job 32 verse 8 we read, And there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. The inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Nabal is a fool, but then man gets his understanding from that element which God has given him. Never forget, unbelievers have designed a lot of good things, aeroplanes, for example, and maybe a lot of technology, which you and I enjoy. How, where did this come from? You think they just invented on their own? Not at all. Ideas, the good things enter into the hearts of men. They can use it. If they use it for evil, then it is, a, it is the Nabal. But it comes from the Lord. If it is good, it comes from the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 21. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Who knows the fate of the spirit of man that goes upward and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward? After one dies is the point that Solomon is making. In other words, the spirit of man goes upward. We read same thing again. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7. Solomon says, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. This is the spirit of everybody, everybody, unbeliever and believer alike. We're talking about the spirit that came from God will return to him. That is the, the spirit came from him. It belongs to him. And it is God's own spirit coming from his own mouth, as it were, if you try to anthropomorphize, right? And it's coming from his breath. It is his own breath. It is his own substance. As some people do say, there is a, a you know a, a part, a divine spark or something existing in every human, and that is true. If this sounds Eastern to you, and that is foolishness. Many people, I, th I think, the Western thinking and materialistic thinking has caused many people uh, to ignore these truths that are present in the Scriptures. The Spirit comes from God and returns unto God. This is the origin of Abigail, which means my father's joy. Which means God is the father of everybody, even unbelievers. That is what Paul said in the book of Acts chapter 17 verse 28. To the unbelievers, to the Athenian philosophers, he said, For in him we live, move and have our being. Where, do, where are we existing? Where do we exist? As Moses said in Psalm 90, uh, O Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. The Lord is our dwelling place, as in we are inside the dwelling place, inside the house, protected all around. That is how we are. And, and so, well, the, the believers. But Paul says, in him we live and move and have our being. So we read in Colossians also the same thing, that in Christ all things were created. Colossians 1.16. Not only that, Paul says, your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. And he goes on in the next verse and says, because we are offspring, we ought not to think that God Godhead is like unto, you know, these dumb idols that you should, you should make them and you should worship them. And so everyone, all humans are God's offspring. And which is why we said Abigail is the part that comes from God and resides in every man. It is corresponding to the spirit, as we have said, my father's joy. 
my father's joy. Father. So unbelievers are like the prodigal sons, as it were. Okay, right. We all have been like that. We have returned unto the bishop and the shepherd of our souls. Right, having seen the origin of Abigail then, we look at how Nabal works because it is important to first recognize the, the, the presence of Abigail even in the unbelievers because the transformation process, when, you, when we behave in a transformed manner, that recognizes the Abigail element in other people as well. Okay, that's the reason we've looked at it. Now secondly, how Nabal nature works or sin nature works is also one of the things we need to understand in order to work out the transformation process. We read in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 15, a clear-cut answer to the question as to where is this sin originating from? Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So you see this two-step process, three stages. Lust or desire. The word is also used for desire. It's the same word the Lord Jesus Christ said uh, regarding eating the Passover. With a great desire, I have desired to eat this Passover. That's a good one, good desire. So th the word is the same. It's a lust that hath conceived and bringeth forth sin. Lust brings forth sin and sin brings forth death. If you're watching the video instead of the audio, then uh, you will see the picture here. Lust leading to sin and sin leading to death. Now we have different types of lusts. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, lust of the heart, desires of the flesh and the desires of the mind, as we have mentioned in the last episode in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, lust of the heart. All these things, they are different kinds of lust, but at the end of the day, they are lust or desire. Desire for your own self, as we shall see, which leads to sin and leads to death. What does the lust do? How does it act? Lust deceives. I've shown in Ephesians 4.22, it deceives. Lust draws away in James 1.15. Lust entices. And then lust conceives. So the whole picture, as you can see, deceiving, drawing away, enticing, and in the end resulting in the conception shows, lust conceives, shows uh, it is like a woman um, who is, um, you know, wooing or enticing a man into a, um, in, into a forbidden relationship and then resulting into the conception. That is how it is portrayed. Deceiving, drawing away, enticing and conceiving. And when the conception works, it conceives sin. And the sin, when it is brought forth, uh, sin, when it is completed, it brings forth death. Lust conceives and brings forth sin. Sin, when it is completed, brings forth death. This is how lust works. What is the origin of lust? Where is it coming from? What is the real root of lust? We said, well, what is the root of sin? It comes from lust. But where does lust itself or the desire itself originate from? 
Well, we read in John's Gospel, chapter 8, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to the Pharisees and the scribes, etc., to the Jews who did not believe him. You are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you do, you will do. You are of your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. You are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. That's the origin of lust. Where is it coming from? Coming from the devil, of the father. Uh, which father? The, de the devil. I mean, he's not making mincing any words. So we said Abigail. My father's joy that comes from God. The lust originates from the devil. Well, not my words. Scriptural words. You read John chapter 8 verse 44. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. We read, He that committeth sin is of the devil. He that committeth sin is of the devil. That includes Christian. If you commit that part within you which is making you sin or if it is sinning that sin nature is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning uh, for this purpose the son of god was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil this is how the lord will accomplish redemption he will destroy the works of the devil but where does it originate from it originates from the devil he that commits sin is of the devil now look at this in contrast, in contrast, 1 John 3, 9, very next verse. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Whosoever is born of God, Abigail, my father's joy, the daughter of the father. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. But people get into a problem with this statement and they retranslated in some new translations say, does not practice sin as in continually you, you may commit once in a while but then you don't get stuck into it and keep on doing it that's the point they try to uh, make however if you read further for his seed remaineth in him and he cannot he cannot sin because he is born of God Therefore, not only he does not commit sin, it says he cannot sin. Why? Because he is born of God. It is not Abigail that is sinning. It is the Nabal that is sinning. What is the origin of Nabal? It is of the devil. That's the, that's the point. Okay. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not the righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. 1 John um, 3 9 or perhaps it is 1 John 3 9 I think it may be a different verse maybe perhaps the next verse I put the reference wrong on this screen okay in any case the children of God and the children of the devil that's the contrast we are looking at and that is not about one group of people versus the other group of people it is right there within your own heart two aspects children of the child of God and the child of the devil okay this is the thing that you need to realize, I need to realize, we all have to understand this to be transformed. This is a picture, if you are watching the video, this is a picture of a cause and effect in 1 John. 
on the left side I have a picture and in the center I have a picture of a man split into two with uh, you know one half of it is red and the other half is in yellow golden color one is good and the other is bad we're trying to show two sides of the same person one side is born of the devil which believeth not he rejects the son he commits sin he hates his brother he lies in wickedness all these statements are used concerning him in one John on the other side the aspect which is born of God believes in him, accepts the son, cannot sin, loves his brother, does righteousness. You can just pause this video if you're watching then and just look at the picture and go find the um, those sentences, those phrases in 1 John and you will see this picture emerging very clearly of how these two natures exist in a man. So then the last point in this lesson is having looked at the origin of Nabal and how origin of Abigail and how Nabal nature works and what is its origin then we look at how to transform our minds and how to live a life with, with, with in a transformed state so then we come back to this verse which we looked at in the previous lesson which is Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 wherein Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. I, that is the self, the ego. I am, the ego, is crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Nabal is crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Abigail lives. Yet not Abigail alone, but Christ, David, so that's 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 the link okay so i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ liveth in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me this is the crux of transformation crucify the flesh again we read in galatians chapter 5 verse 24 and they that are christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts there we have it again the word lust and affection that's the desire ego desire they're linked together your ego desires for itself or the i aspect of yourself is the ego and the desires for yourself and that has to be crucified the good news is that christ is already died for us he was made sin for us and therefore when we accept him we can be identified with him in his on, on the we are crucified in his death and then of course we can also identify ourselves with his life so really the transformation is i am ego is crucified so the old nature you you count it as crucified and then you live as though christ lives in you so this is the transformation in luke chapter 9 and this is nothing new this is not paul's doctrine only the same thing the Lord Jesus Christ taught in Luke chapter 9 verse 23 and he said that if any man will come after me let him deny himself this is again uh, cutting off the ego deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me so the point is daily and so because we live in the flesh we there is a, there is a noble although judicially killed judicially uh, done with on the cross practically in our lives as for God he is Alpha and Omega you see 
it's all done already for him. But whereas we are creatures of time, therefore we pass through one point to the other. And therefore we experience this. And until we come to the point of the end, uh, the, the omega point, which is like, the, you know, the ultimate uh, end um, of all things, when God will be all in all, as I will show you. So the point then is that we have to do this daily, deny himself, deny oneself and take up one's cross and follow the Lord Jesus Christ daily. This is a key element of transformation. Romans chapter 8 verse 13 we read, If you live after the flesh you shall die, but if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. So here, through the spirit, Abigail cannot work alone, but she needs David. In order for Abigail, David must be present. It, it was because of David that Abigail Nabal, um, you know, he, he, he was scared to death because David was coming to conquer or to invade. And then he, the Lord smote him and he died. It's because of the presence of David that Nabal died. And so, through the Spirit we do mortify the deeds of the body and you shall live. If we live in the flesh, we shall die. That is, you know, the death works in our, in our, in our body, in our lives, uh, and, and we don't have any fruitful life. Ephesians 4, 22 to 24, again we are told something here, put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. So put off the old man. Old man is already dead. But you need to put off, consciously put off, daily, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind every day. Renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Put off the old man, Nabal. Put on the new man, Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you. So put on the mind of Christ Jesus. What did he do? Who made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of his servant. Why? Because he put others' interests first and he served. He that is greatest among you shall be a servant of all. That is what the Lord said and he came to serve. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, came not to be ministered unto, but to minister others, to, to, to serve others. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to, came to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. That is the mindset which will lead us to transformation. So then, let us understand how can we apply the transformation process when dealing with others. Everyone, as I said, there is a Nabal and Abigail. Even though you are a believer, there is a Nabal element still sticking around. It is judicially dead, but it is still sticking around. You need to count it as dead. But the other person, it may be a believer, may not be a believer. There is presence of Nabal. And so, how do you deal with? You need to understand the dynamics between these two parts of yourself and the other person, which is, first thing to remember is that the Nabal, my Nabal cooperates with the other's Nabal as well. He, he will not fight with himself. It's always there is a cooperation between the Nabals. 
if you think that you're fighting with the other person, it is always your noble is fighting the other person's Abigail. Acting in your noble's consciousness hurts others' Abigail, not the other's noble. You may be thinking that you're hurting others' noble, but that's not quite true. So acting in your noble consciousness hurts others' Abigail. Now the Lord Jesus Christ said, turn the cheek. If any man hits you on the cheek, turn the cheek. And the secret of that is this, that Abigail must avoid other people's nabal. Avoid the other people's nabal. When you realize the other people uh, are behaving you know, wrongly, then if you retaliate and go further, then you are acting through your nabal and you don't hurt the other guy's nabal, but you'll hurt the other guy's abigail. Instead, if you turn the cheek, then you your Abigail is essentially avoiding further conflict with Nabal, trying to escape, trying to uh, avoid the picture, avoid the scene altogether. That's the point. Okay, Avoid conflict, avoid confrontation is, the, is what we read. Um, it is the secret of the word the Lord Jesus Christ said, turn the cheek. Turning the cheek is avoiding further conf confrontation, avoiding the conflict to precipitate okay and when he says love your neighbor or even love your enemies he's not telling us to love the nabal in other person but remember here is the thing key to transformation recognize the presence of abigail in others love your neighbor it's once abigail loving the others abigail so here is the conclusion we have looked at the origin of abigail it is an aspect which has come to us, to all men, from God, which is the reason we must love one another, including enemies. We also have seen the origin of Nabal and how it works. What are the dynamics? All the lusts of the devil are the ones people do, and and the lust, when it is when it is when it conceives, it brings forth sin, and the sin brings forth death. That's the dynamics of it. We have seen it. He that is of the devil will sin. He, he that sinneth is of the devil. That's the origin of Nabal. So how to transform the mind? Follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on his mind. And then we looked at the dynamics of how to deal with others. Trust this lesson is useful. Uh, and I will come back to you with the last lesson about serving the Lord as a community and the reason for community is because um, I will explain in the next uh, video and uh, the next audio if you're watching listening um, thank you for listening so far and uh, please do like and subscribe my channel and forward it to your friends and those who you think might be benefited by this uh, series and I will see you in the next lesson thank you very much